thank you for uh, for listening uh, on Liberty Tactics. I, I think it's an important uh, international venue. The title of your show is Liberty Tactics, which I think is really important. And liberty is a really important word. Uh, we take it for granted. everyone just a little note before the julie green interview this is going to be i do believe the last show we put up on mixcloud uh mixcloud are now wanting uh contributors to pay sadly we can't afford to do that so you can find us on all of the podcasts apple podcasts spotify Google Podcasts, wherever they stream podcasts. If not, you can just go to libertytactics.co.uk and all of the shows will be up there. So thank you, Mixed Cloud. It's been fun being with you since 2011 when it all started, but uh, I'm not paying. Hello. It is Wednesday, the 30th of November in the year of our Lord 2022, and it's just gone 4pm here in the UK. I think it's about 10am Central Standard Time with my guest. I am so honoured. I'm so grateful and so blessed that I'm going to introduce Liberty Tactics listeners to the wonderful prophet Julie Green. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on. It is such an honor to be here today. Oh, I've got goose pimples. I'm so nervous. I, I've been doing this so long. You know, I said to Rick, I'm actually really nervous. Um, welcome, Julie. I am hooked on your videos. I, I, I'm gutted when the weekend comes because I miss you. And you've got, you know, yourself and the Lord have got me out of some tight spots. But where did it all start for you? How did you realize that God was speaking to you? How did it all happen? I will tell you, um, honestly, my whole entire thing started when my mom was pregnant with me. I'm not even kidding. Uh, She was born again and then baptized in the Holy Ghost when she was pregnant with me about three days before she gave birth to me or four days. And I was born. And I said, my whole entire journey with the Lord started when I was in the womb of my mother but I was born again myself when I was five years old. I started laying hands on people shortly after that. Um, and then I was been an associate pastor at my dad's church for about 12 years. I was a pastor there. And um, it was about in 2010 when the Lord, I was in my prayer closet and he would just have me start journaling uh, what he was saying. I knew he was speaking. So I just journal what he was saying so I wouldn't forget because I was a person who was very, uh, very sick. 24 hours a day. It was very horrible. I lived a very horrible life for a while with uh, my body. And uh, I was very fearful all the time. I was a hermit in my own house for a while because I was so panic and anxiety stricken uh, with fear and anxiety that I didn't really leave my house very much. So, um, but I started preaching, I started getting better, but it was still, you know, the fear was still there. But when I just started journaling, I just re- just remembered going into the prayer closet, bringing in a notebook, bringing a pen. And I just remember praying, standing on God's word. And I would sit and I listen. And a lot of the things he would just say, just for me personally about things to do. I remember one time I was just crying out to God and saying, Lord, I know there's probably tons of steps I need to do to receive from you. I'm going to write this all down. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? And he just goes, just believe. 
And I'm like, well, it has to be harder than that, Lord. What are the steps that I have to do to receive? And he's like, just believe, just believe me. And so that was how it started with me hearing from the Lord. And I just knew his voice. And I don't hear an audible voice. It's nothing in my ear. It's really the still small voice from the inside. That's why it's important when people are in the prayer closet to not just do all the talking, to speak and to pray, but stop and listen. So I got to a point where for 12 years of just really saying what I needed to say, pray, use God's authority, use his word, listen, and I'd be calm and quiet. And then I would hear his voice. And so then prophecy started probably about six years ago. Um, I would just hear something. It wasn't about me anymore. It was about the body of Christ or the church or the world. Things were going to happen. I'm like, okay, I get that like once a year. And then about five years ago, I think it was, uh, I was asking my dad for prayer at church one day because I was going through something physically. And all of a sudden he said, Julie, you're moving into the prophet's office. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I've had some prophecies before. That's nice. You know, I didn't really think anything of it. Well, then all of a sudden last year, <laughs> it was 2021 where it, I turned off all the other prophets because I was enjoying just listening to them and they were all confirming each other. It was like all these different puzzle pieces. I had to turn them off because I was getting prophecies myself. So I had to turn everybody off. And then once I turned everybody off, it was September of 2021. I started getting prophetic words every single day. If I was in prayer and if I was listening to the Lord, I was getting a prophetic word. And it was just like second nature to me. And I I didn't ask for it. And I asked him one time, because I was getting a lot of questions from Christians. Julie, God doesn't prophesy every day. How are you getting these all the time? And so I asked the Lord, point blank. I said, Lord, I know you speak. Um, People say I'm not supposed to hear from you every day, but I know I am. And I said, so how am I hearing these prophetic words all the time? And he said, Julie, it's an answer to prayer. I said, I didn't ask you for prophecies every day. He said, no, you asked me, Lord, what do your people need to hear for this very day in this very hour? I'm giving you these prophetic words every day because they need to hear these things every day for this hour. And he said, also, if your enemy can speak every day, why can't I? Yeah. And that just... That was it for me. I don't care what anybody else says about it. God speaks every day to encourage so many people. And I've heard so many people over and over say, Julie, I have my faith back in God. And that's what this whole thing is about, to encourage people every morning to get what God's perspective of every situation that we're facing. And that's just how it started. I know it's long, but that's how this whole, the whole story went. It really was just me asking God, to be used by him in a greater way to bring more people into his kingdom. And what do your people need to hear? Because that saved my life from suicide. When I said, God, what do you want me to hear today? And when I was going through those dark times and that saved my life. So that's how I started praying. That's why I did that because it saved me. And I just wanted to be able to be used to help others. I mean, it's incredible. You've gone from that anxiety to where you are to standing up at reawaken tours in front of thousands. I mean, how does that happen? You see, I've been doing this 13 years. I've been asked to give go on talks and I'm fine on the radio, you know, and when we do camera, I, I just think it's me and the person. I think people are listening, but to get up there and people are there. And if you're anxious, you know, if you're going through all of that, how did that, how did that feel the first time you got up? 
That's God too, because, you know, my dad had a very small church. So it was like, you know, 10 to 20 people. So it wasn't very much. Then I started, I had what was called social anxiety disorder. So I didn't even like crowds. I would start panicking if I was in a store or around a lot of people. Yeah. So have me go from that to those. It's honestly, it's all God. I've asked God to help me um, get on airplanes because I didn't fly for 21 years uh, to go to these events. Um, I asked him to help me. And as soon as I start praying, his anointing, his power just hits me. And I'm like a totally different person. I mean, I, I will be bold. I am strong because it's his strength. It's his boldness. Yeah. And it really is all him. And I told everybody for a very long time, I don't know what I'm going to say, whether I'm, when I'm preaching, I will study to show myself approved when I'm preaching into a churches or even when I'm about to speak at the reawaken America tour, I have no idea what I'm going to say before I get on that stage. And it's like the Lord just takes over. And I just, I just trust him to yeah. say what he wants because it's not my plan. It's not my words. It really is truly God's will and God's word. And I just submit myself to him and that way. And that's just how it works. But if it wasn't for God and him helping me, Oh, I couldn't have gotten on those stages. That's for sure. No, I didn't. Mm -mm. I wouldn't have been in the crowd when I was that sick <laughs> and that and that um, anxiety stricken. I could not have even been in the crowd, let alone being on the stage. So yes, it is truly all God, and it's a testimony to Him and His goodness and what He can do to really free someone. He really does. He really does. Now, there's so much I want to say, but you, you know. You, you're putting out the word every day. You know, we've just got to trust in him. He's going to look after because America is, is God's country. You know, he's, he's, you're God's people. What about the rest of us, Julie? Because I've heard, you know, you, you've mentioned the UK a lot, as has Robin Bullock, and has many, and I'll get onto the Wales thing in a moment. But what about the rest of us? We're all putting, it's, you know, we're having hard times as well. Our, our fuel, everything we're having... We've got refugees coming in from wherever, Ukraine, being housed in 500-pound-a-night hotels where our own British people are freezing in their homes. You know, it's it's corrupt. We've got our new prime minister going over to the climate change and pledging more money to Klaus Schwab. Uh, we've got a royal family that are absolutely the the, uh, disgusting and involved with the most disgusting crimes over the generations and generations. What hope have we got here in the UK? Can you give us any light? Because obviously God's going to save, you know, we've lost our faith so much in this country and I'm a baby to this. And I don't feel I have the confidence when people start debating me to get into debates. I don't feel I'm, you know, I haven't got that knowledge, but what, what can we do here in the UK? I will tell you, the Lord has given me, yes, he's saving the United States of America and he is restoring what has been stolen. But he has said many times in these prophetic words, he's not just saving a nation. No. He's saving the nations. And I've had so many different prophetic words, even regarding your own country. And I love even seeing, I know you guys have gone through three prime ministers in this, yeah. in this year alone, and God's saying, yeah, you want, you're not done. Unelected as well, unelected. Unelected. He said, no, you're going to get the right one. And so I know a lot of uh, the countries around the world, it doesn't matter what nation you're from, God's not just saving the United States of America. He saved Israel. We just saw that with Benjamin Netanyahu and bringing yeah. him back. But God is going to bring our rightful president back. But he's also saying he is going to remove all the world leaders in every nation. So he's been talking to me about this exodus or a greater exodus 
for the last 12, almost 12 years now. And he says, I'm not just freeing a nation like I did to the Israelites in the land of, of, of uh, Egypt, but I'm saving all the nations around the world from these nowadays pharaohs. That's what he calls them. He calls them the nowadays pharaohs. And so I always tell people when they're watching uh, my videos that I do every morning, I'm like, listen, you need to go back and read the book of Exodus, read things, how it was so impossible for all God's people. And it looked so, uh, so dark and it got worse and worse and worse all the time. There was no hope. There was no hope to be held onto it all. And then God, and that's what God is saying to each and every one of you, where you are at right now, doesn't matter what country you're in. God is saying, I am not leaving you out of this restoration. I'm not leaving you with these world leaders in control, suppressing you, enslaving you, because that's exactly what they want to do. That's exactly what Pharaoh did to the children of Israel. That's exactly what these people are doing now. There's nothing new under the sun. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is a delivering God. He's still the great I am. So he's saying, as you see the United States of America, as you see the, the rebirth, as you see the freedom of it, just know that's happening to your country as well. You have power and authority where you're at in your own nation. He even says in Joshua chapter one and verse five, no man can stand before you all the days of your life. So I was with Moses, so I will be with you. So even though we're seeing all these impossible looking situations, we have a government that's illegitimate. We have a president that's illegitimate. We have a president who has not been voted in, but it was stolen from us. And it's been happening all over the, all these countries, all over the place. You see what happened with Brazil. You're seeing what's happening in China. You're seeing what's happening in your own nation. There are people in charge that are one world government puppets and they are placed there by either themselves or they're placed there by stealing elections. And they do that because they want a one world government. And this one world government is what they want is to put the whole entire world under their submission and under their control. And that's where you see all this, like we were talking about earlier about Klaus Schwab and all them. They're all one world government people. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see People in your country, people in my country, people in all these countries, Canada and all these, Australia, all these countries around the world that are connecting with this one world government because they're enslaved to these one world government. And a lot of these people are just yes men and yes women. But God is saying, uh-uh. I'm re- I remember him even saying he's removing prime ministers. He's saying he's removing yeah. presidents. He even, if, look at Israel. He said there was, he was going to bring Benjamin Netanyahu back. And there was five elections in, uh, I think it was like three years. And they, they tried taking him out the fourth time they did. And then all of a sudden this year, because God said he was bringing him back this year, he did. Benjamin Netanyahu got back because the prime minister sat down. Again, it's all these things that can't be done by man. It's only by God. And he's saying, you see all these things, just watch and see what I'm going to do. Do not give up hope. I know it looks so hopeless because it, it looks so hopeless in our country as well. But I am steadfast on God every day. That's why I get up every day and I have a smile on my face because I don't give two hoots what these people are doing. I don't know how you get up. I look at that alarm clock and sometimes (laughs) it's four o'clock. I'm like, how? How Three o'clock every morning. I honestly, this morning I got up at 2 Uh, a.m. Yeah, usually I get up and I'm down in my office by three o'clock in the morning because that's the time where I can shut everybody off. My phone's not ringing. My emails aren't going off. My text messages aren't going off. You know, I don't need to do anything but spend time with the Lord. And that's why I get up so early in the morning so I can have that just quiet time with him with no distraction. 
that's a that's a lesson for us all maybe we should do more of that I I don't even I sound silly I'll, I'll say my prayers and I'm like I don't know if I'm doing this right so I'll just kind of have a chat <laughs> God wants to have that fellowship and prayer shouldn't just be a one you know it shouldn't just be a monologue it should be a dialogue it should be both people talking and that's where a lot of people have to understand is the power of prayer God has given us each and every one of us a power and how we have powerful words is Isaiah 55 11 says my words do not return me void, but it will accomplish what I please and pro- prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So if we're giving God's word back to him, so say, for instance, you're having a like sickness plaguing your body, you can say, Heavenly Father, it says in your word that by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. So I'm taking my healing, even though my body is saying otherwise, you can put your body into submission. That's a power and authority that even Paul said that you buffet your body daily or when it comes to something like in your in your country. God is saying, no, we have the power and authority to call down unruly rulers. God wants us to start doing that and taking back our authority in the places that we live in. And yes, we have that because we have the power and authority in the name of Jesus. And that name is above every name. And God is a judge over all the earth. And that's what I want to tell people. God always has the final say. And even in the darkest, the darkest, the darkest of time, the most impossible looking situations, he's done this for me and countless others. He is that light in the midst of that darkness. He's also the answer to every single problem that you have. He's bigger than every single problem you have. And if you have an impossible situation in your own life or in your own nation, he's the God of the impossible. So that's what's so amazing about him. He is the truth. He is the good news. And he will always, always, always have the final say. These people will not. No, he wins every time. I just want to bring up now, I was watching Robin Bullock a couple of weeks ago on his live and myself and one of my co-hosts, Catherine, we um, were Catherine's very involved with a group called Public Child Protection Wales. Now, we've got this disgusting education that come into this country. Wales is the last place there can be a fight to get it stopped. So a very brave group of mums started a campaign and they've done what so many people have failed to do. They've managed to get a judge to take the case, to take the Welsh government to court, to stop the grooming, the messing up of our children's brains with this trans agenda. You know, the attack is on our children and we have got to protect our children. We're mothers. I'm a mother. You know, we've got to do it. So these mums, with their fundraising, I've done two 30-hour podcasts, uh, one which Tanya Joy Gibson, she came on, bless her, she came on for an hour. And um, so he mentioned Wales. He mentioned the children. There have been very dark things many years ago, you know, and stories of satanic rituals and stuff going on in Wales. It was a bit of a hub. Uh, These mums are taking this Welsh government, which are so woke, you know, it's it's frightening. Um, so they, they've got through the case. Uh, we're just waiting a decision from the judge. Um, we think we've got a good, they think they've got a really good chance. But, you know, we the day of the court case, we believe miracles were happening that day because a friend of mine, Paul, he came down. Um, he's, he's a born again Christian and he healed loads of people in Jesus's name. Um, the jubilation, the way the crowd were, and it was all different faiths, Julie. But mm-hmm. Wales is where the fight and the battle is. And Robin Bullock came out and said something about the children in Wales. And yesterday, I actually recorded it on my phone. 
you came out with Wales, something big is going to happen in Wales. Yeah. I do think God's looking out for Wales. So I just wanted to expand on that with you. Yes, he is. I, you know, I have not heard Wales specifically before when I heard that. And I didn't know that Robin Bullock said that. And uh, when uh, I heard that, I something big, you know, when you're telling me this, I just, I just light up. Because I had no idea what was going on there. I, I, that's why I was asking you questions before. There's a blackout. There's a we're literally the only hundred percent. What what is going on in your nation with the children is exactly what's going on in our nation with the children. That's why my kids. I I pull my kids out of public schools, put them in private schools, because it got so bad here. Because it's propaganda. It is um, really trying to, to demonize our children. It is trying to. Um, get them to believe something different. It's horrible. It's such a propaganda what they are doing with these children. And they're trying to destroy their innocence and they're trying to destroy their common sense. They're trying to destroy history. And yes, I they're talking about disgusting things to three-year-olds about themselves to three-year-olds. That's what's happening in our country. Innocence. And it's all come from a guy called Alfred Kinsey. It's all linked to, you know, I do deal with the dark stuff, you know, because the children to me are the most important. If we stay silent, Julie, we're complicit. Right, you know, that's everyone right. put as much energy talking about the children as they did in talking about bloody the flu virus. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have had the problem solved. That's right. That's a that's a problem. It's because one world government has the arm of the news media. I mean, the news media, we didn't even know what was going on in your country because there's been media blackout. There's media blackout here because the truth won't be told here either. And so I will tell you about whatever God's going to do. And I want to tell all these women out there that are fighting, don't ever give up because God is the judge over all the earth. And remember that woman who kept going back to the unjust judge and kept going back and kept going back and he finally gave her what she wanted. So we need to be persistent in God and give all the care to this to God because God is the one who's the only one that can take care of it. It is God's power. It's God's authority. And we will, I will make sure that I make sure my, my prayer team has uh, them on our hearts. We will pray for them and pray for this judge and we will pray for this uh, court case, but I don't want them to think that they're alone. We are fighting here just like this, but this is so amazing because we have moms, all of this country are doing the same thing here because of what's going on in our schools. So it just blesses my heart that other people, no matter how woke things are, no matter how bleak things there are, there are women and many women all over the place that are willing to say, you know what? I'm not taking this anymore. God says there was going to be a resistance that was going to go worldwide. I am seeing that resistance everywhere. I just had somebody saying that China's, there is protests everywhere China. There's protests everywhere in Brazil. I because the prophecy fulfilled because that was part of God saying the people were filling the streets and retaliating and fighting back for their freedom. So no ever give up and remember God is the one who will have the final say and he hears the cries of his people. This is in Psalms 34. He hears the cries of his people and he will deliver them out of it all. He doesn't say out of some things, he says out of all things. And you remember with Moses, when Moses kept going back to, to Pharaoh, it didn't happen just one time. He kept going back and kept going back. And then God showed up. It was the persistence and the faith and the consistency of Moses and the obedience that got that done. And I'm telling you, hey, those women have their trust and faith in God. Give it to him. He will take care of it because he is a bigger God than any judge in any government and anything that they're facing and they're up against. It's bigger. 
he is bigger and they will win. Amen. Amen. Do you want to have any final? I'd love you to finish with a prayer, but anything that you you want to give give the audience tonight, and I would really love to do this again if you'd like to yeah. come back to, to us in the UK. We would love it. Of course. You know, I just want to tell everybody there are so many hopeless situations all over the world today. I can't even tell you the things that we get in for prayer requests. It's heartbreaking. We actually have people that read through them and we have people send things back to them. We can't do every one of them because we have so many people. But I tell you, we pray over all of these prayer requests. And there's so many people who are so hopeless and so broken. But God, and that's why I say all the time, God is the God over all the earth. He didn't leave us in this situation where we are going to be left in a hopeless situation where there is no hope. No, God is our hope. And if we look at David, if we look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if we look at Moses, if we look at no matter who it was, Daniel, God came in. He didn't say them before they were in this precarious situations, all these impossible situations. He saved them in these situations. God hears the cries of these people. He hears the heart cries. He hears their prayers. And he's faithful to answer his prayers. He's faithful to answer his word. And so no matter how bad things look, no matter how these world leaders think they're in control, they're really not. God has allowed them to do certain things to destroy them and their power, just like he did with Pharaoh. He let Pharaoh pursue God's people into his own demise and into his own death. And so even when our enemies seem like they're winning and there's nothing we can do, that is when God shows up. God is that light in the midst of all this darkest, darkness situation. And God will hear, he does hear, and he does deliver. So I want to give people, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit. That's what our enemies want us to do. Don't give them the satisfaction of ever saying, God's not going to do it. God is a good God. Just like Joshua and Caleb, when they were coming out in, in Numbers chapter 13, they gave the good report. We are more than able. When everybody else said no, and the, the people listened to the wrong report, just like David, David ran toward Goliath and everybody else ran away. We need to keep running toward and we need to keep standing and fighting and not giving up because they are wanting us. They're trying to plead our energy, our resources, and our faith. And we just say, you know what? No matter what you do, I'm going to keep standing because in Micah chapter seven, verse eight, when I rejoice on against me, oh, my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. So God is the God over all this earth and he wins. Nobody outsmarts him and his plan will always go as planned when he has it. Every time. Every time. Julie Green, thank you so much. How can people look at your work? Um, you're not on YouTube anymore. Um, no. Where can people find all your stuff, Julie? They can go to jgminternational.org under our contact page, or they can write us at Julie Green Ministries, PO Box 1252, Ben North, Iowa, 52722. Or you can find us on Rumble under Julie Green Ministries. But I will say a really quick prayer for everybody. Um, just because I want them to get back up. So Heavenly Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just lift up every person in the UK right now and any person, Father God, that's watching from any nation because you are not subject to a nation. I want to praise and thank you, Father God, that I lift them up right now. 
that they are rising up in you, that righteous indignation is rising up in them, that they feel your presence, that they feel your glory, they feel your power, that they know that they're not alone and that you hear the cries of your people. I thank you, Father God, for showing up and showing them that you are the great I am, that you are the I am that I am, that you are the God that still saves, that you are the God that still delivers, that you are the God whom nothing is impossible. So no matter what situation they're facing, Father God, I thank you that you are the one that shows up because you are the God of the impossible. I want to praise and thank you for your glory to fill that country. I want to thank you, Father God, for justice to stand up. I want to thank you, Heavenly Father, that they have strength in order to fight against these people. But I thank you, Father God, that they're not fighting alone and they know that they're not. Thank you for giving them wisdom and knowledge and understanding on what to say and what to do. I thank you for giving them joy and impartation of joy because of Joy is their strength. So I want to praise and thank you for all the victories because you are our victory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Julie. You're welcome. I'm very humbled and so grateful for you. And I would love to do this again with you. Yes, I would love to too. I just want to say to everybody in the UK, we love you. We We love love you. We've been praying for you. And just because we're here in the United States doesn't mean you guys are all of our brothers and sisters in Christ. You guys are our family and we will not back off, even though it doesn't matter what it looks like in this country either. We're not stopping. And we just need your rightful president in this country. Honestly, I've been on the Trump train since he came down that escalator. He's um, anointed and appointed by God and nothing's going to stop it. And then he's not, he's not the savior, but our Lord and savior and our heavenly father, it uses people who are willing to be obedient. And yes, I love him. And I do pray for him all the time because he is our rightful president. He did everything he said he was going to do. And he, and he was just the person that God's called him. So yes. And I know he is coming back and it doesn't absolutely. take the election. Doesn't take an election to bring him back. One million percent. I have, do you know what? I have, this is, I'm the most indecisive person, Julie, but I I got General Flynn and that was, that was God. That was God. He got, yeah, I got General Flynn. I found his, an email, a personal email, just because I researched and I loved him and I found this email. I thought, I'll just send this email. Lo and behold, it came back. God told me to keep nudging, say when it could be. So I said, God's telling me I've got to nudge you. I'm doing what I'm told. And he was only supposed to stay half an hour and he stayed over an hour with us. Yeah. And you know what? I I will interview Trump. I know that for a fact. I'm so indecisive about everything, but I know one day that will, I know that will happen. And God will give you the desires of of your heart. And I love General Flynn. I've, I've, I've met him in person more than once, several different times. He's been on a show a couple of times. He is a genuine, genuine man of God. He is learning just like everybody else is how, I mean, because of religion has really destroyed people's faith and trust in him because it's been what man has said about who God really is and not who God really is. And so people believe such a lie for a long time because people say, what do you mean about religion? Are you religious? No, I just watch and listen. I hear God's word. I obey his word. Yes, I go to church. Yes, I'm born again, but I wouldn't say I'm religious. I'm just saying I am Godish. I just love my heavenly father. And so I just stand and listen to him. And I stand on his word and not just a man's doctrine. I can listen to pastors, 
And I will listen to them, but I will also go search the word of God to see if what they're saying is what God is saying. That's why I tell people all the time, don't take my word for it. I want you to listen to what these prophetic words are saying, what God is saying through these prophetic words, but then go check it out. Go into prayer, go into the word of God, go find out what God is saying because he will give you that revelation. He doesn't just give me a revelation. He doesn't just talk to me. He talks to everyone. Anyone who's willing to listen, he wants fellowship with people. So that's what I want people to do. Don't ever, whenever he wants to run from God because of all the problems that are going on, they don't think he's going to do anything. Run toward him. Do the opposite of what your adversary wants you to do. And so the one thing our adversary wants us to do is they want us to quit. I love General Flint. I love Tanya. I love all these people that you've mentioned. And I do believe you're going to be on, uh, He's the Trump is going to be on your show. I will pray that he's even on this show. And I I'm praying one day that I meet him myself. Uh, I've met his son, Eric, uh, once. Um, I, I've we seen him tons together. of times. We yeah. Together. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him tons of times, but I will tell you, I am praying. I'm praying for that appointment, that divine appointment that I have with our rightful president. I love that man. He sacrificed. He didn't have to. He didn't need to. He, he could have lived that billionaire's life, and he chose to stay, and he chose to stand. He chose to fight. And in 1982, he even said... If nobody else, around in 1980 somewhere, he said, if nobody else will stand up for this country and do the right thing, I will. Yeah. Uh, and so he's been saying that for a long time. Because I'd be so supportive and I'd be focused for 13 years, mainly on the child abuse, the institutional stuff here in the UK. But it all links because it's unbelievable how all of these groups link. You know, they're one dirty. And people say, oh, yeah, you're Trump. Was the Epstein. But it's high society. Trump has been the only person president to actually do something for the children then of course they're going to be at the same events it's high society new york you know they're millionaires they're going to be there we've already had um dufray's lawyer said the only person to help them with info on epstein was trump and he he got he banned epstein from all the islands but people just i don't know why they hate him he's changing the world he's what this world needs and i do believe he's our david completely Uh yeah, the reason why they hate him he is knows that. Does he, he know is that? the David, but he's a type of person he knows all the truth. Yeah, he yeah. knows the truth, and they know that they can't pay him off to shut him up like they can pay all these other people. And they know he's not there a player with them. And he knows that he, he will. Knows. Destroy them. Do you think he knows he's doing God's work? Yeah, I he do knows. now. I don't know if he realized it before in the in the you know the very beginning. I don't know if he realized it before, but I, I do believe that he knows it now. Uh, I, I think the, the, the whole thing he's been through in this country and how bad this country was. I mean, to be wrong, it's, it was most of the news media. 90% of this country loves that man. I'm not even yeah. kidding you. It, the news media will say it's only 10% that love him. No, it's not. They yeah. are liars. They, they, don't know, they don't know how to tell the truth in this country at all. Um, it's all more paid off and it's a propaganda machine, but they, we all love him. The reason why we did is because he, what he said, what he promised, he did. He was the only person that ever did that. And we knew something was different about him. He was part of the elites, for, not, not the bad people. He was just up there because he was rich. Yeah. But he wasn't a part of their group, their group. But he was around, like you said, he was around things that they were around. And the media and so, just jump on it because they're so disgusting. You know, any documentary you watch, I watched that, I saw that new Ghislaine Maxwell one. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? They have to throw the Trump picture in with Epstein. And it's like, you are so disgusting. You know, you don't tell the truth about yeah. him informing on Epstein, kicking him out of the country clubs. 
You've got mm-hmm. to always use that picture. And it's the media. They are disgusting. And I hope one day they will stand accountable. Oh, they are. That's we. Have, we already have a lot of news media here that are bankrupt. I mean, they're going bankrupt and they're yes, falling. Yeah, that's a prophecy that was fulfilled. And that's what, the first one he mentioned was CNN. We're seeing the collapse of CNN right now. We have for the last couple of uh, couple months, especially this last year. Guys have been talking about CNN for about a year now, yeah. and we're seeing their collapse. But you know, Trump. They all loved him before he ran for president because he wasn't a threat. Yeah. But as soon as he ran for president, you, these people wanted to go to his golf courses. They wanted to go anywhere that he was. They wanted to be pictured with him. They, all of a sudden, when he went down that staircase that one day and that escalator, and he said he was going to run for president, all of a sudden, these people that wanted to be him hated him. So that's yeah. when you knew there was something else going on because he knows so much and he's not afraid to use it. So that's why I, I will tell you, the Lord has been saying so many different times, this country is a beacon to the rest of the world. It's not the fact that God only cares that's about right. this country. It's not. Is the fact that God has blessed this country, but he wants to use this country to go and bless others. And that's the whole point of this country. It's not just to heap these blessings and keep them and just have our own freedoms. No, God wants to use this country to help free the nations around the world, because that is on God's heart is to have freedom. Because Jesus paid for it. And so that's why we should never, ever give up on the fact of our freedoms. These people are oppressing and they're depressing everybody with all their fear and all their doubt and all their worry and the beliefs that they're spewing out all the time. That's why people got to turn off everything else, only listening to the word of God, get and destroy that faith or destroy that fear to bring up your faith. Because fear is what they're trying to do to, to literally make you submit into their rule and to their power and to their authority. They do it and they use fear. That's what Satan does. Satan uses fear. And so, and fear is false evidence that appears real. Don't ever give up on the fact that God is not bigger. I mean, God is hundred percent bigger than them, but people will believe that God's not going to do anything about it. Yeah. You know, these people are just, they have all the money, they have all the power, they have all the control, they have the news media. That was a case in Egypt. It looked different, you know what I mean? But it was still the same. Pharaoh yeah. had complete control. And one day, God said enough was enough. And then it was enough. And they were destroyed. And it was destroyed in one day, in one moment. God destroyed Pharaoh, all of his men, and the power that they had over his people. And he said, that kind of thing is happening again. And so the one thing that God does not want you to do is to ever submit to their rule, is to ever give up hope, because God is hope. He'll always give you a good report. He'll always give you an encouragement. And if you have people out there, they're always telling you doom and gloom. Are things going to get worse for us? I know probably very shortly, but it won't last very long. But God is saying, yeah, it might look worse before it gets better. But just know. That but we've means- been prepared. We've had this opportunity. This is what I try- keep saying to the listeners. We- yeah. It's going to get worse. All we need to do is just be prepared. Uh, get a few extra tins from the supermarket. You know, just that's all we need to do and let God do his thing. Yeah. You know how I prepare? I don't do because people are like, Julie, what about food and water? Yeah, I prepared with that, but that's not my that's not my preparedness. My preparedness I know is prayer. Yeah, it's I knew prayer. That. It's prayer. It's faith in him, it's studying him, it's getting into his word. I don't just listen, you know, to anybody. And I listen to a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of ministers, but I truly I do listen to God. And so I read his word. I read his word every morning. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. You can't be a joyful and excited person if you're not in the written word of God, because that will bring joy. That will bring trust. And people can't have trust in God if they don't know who God is. 
They can't have a what they were told who he was. They have to know who he is and who he is is in his word. He, that's his word is his will. That's in speaking to us today. That book is never, or that Bible is never, ever going to, it's inexhaustible. It will never run out. It will never dry. God holds his word. He's faithful to perform his word. And so whatever it says in his word, he'll do it. He's faithful to perform his word. So that's why it's important right now, our preparedness, how to right now, before all this stuff happens, like again, it won't happen for very long. Just like the, the, the people in the land of Goshen, they were locked in. Now, they had a lock down on all of us during COVID. This was a lock in to protect, to keep his people from what he was doing against the enemy. Yeah. So things may appear like they're getting worse. And God is saying, don't be moved by that. Go into my, my, my word. Read my word. See what I said. See what I did for my people and know that I'm the same God. If he did, though, if he saved those people, put them in Goshen. Remember, he put them there. He protected them. And while there was hell breaking loose all over them, but it didn't happen to them. And that's what God is saying. That's what we have to say today. I thank you, Father God. We have a better covenant than you did with them, with the children of Israel. We have a better covenant now than they have. So I thank you, Father God, that if you protected them in Goshen, you're protecting me now. Jesus yeah. said, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. So I will not be subject to their rule. I won't be subject to their law. I won't be subject to all this injustice. I thank you, Father God. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I just know that my freedom comes from you. So I thank you for it. That's how you get the ready is having your relationship with Jesus Christ in the heavens. Yeah, scrap my advice. Just get into prayer. <laughs> no, I do have water and I do have food. I mean, I do. Do I have stock? It is, it is all down to the Lord, like you've often mentioned. No, you know, all these, you know, um, eco like um, extinction rebellion, all this. The only one who can make the world extinct is God. Yes, yeah. we should be looking after the planet. We should be recycling our bottles, but we don't need to be paying a tax because the only one who can end the world is God. Do you know how the children of Israel got into slavery? When because they were there because of Joseph. When Joseph yeah. became second in command, they were there because of him. He brought everybody there. But they were became slave uh, enslaved because of taxation. Yeah. So taxes are not always the right thing. That's what man or this Babylonian system that came in with Nimrod. That's how this system has really enslaved a lot of people with taxation. That global warming. And all that kind of stuff. The only global warming is going to happen is when God makes the earth new. No yeah. one, no, no man is going to tear this world down. God has everything set in place to stop whatever they're trying to do. Yes, they want to depopulate. They want to tell you all these things to bring you into fear, to bring you into distraction, to make you think of something else when God is saying, uh-uh, keep your focus on me. That's what Moses kept trying to tell everybody Hey, in the wilderness. Hey, pay attention to God. This is what God's been doing. And he did all those things and he still didn't notice. And those people didn't see the promised land. So God is saying today, the only way you prepare, yeah, you can get some food. I have, I have tons of water. I have some food to prepare, but me, it's more, I'll prepare the food and water. And that's great. But I want to prepare in here. You can't just do one or the other. You got to do both. Be prepared both ways. Be prepared by your relationship with almighty God, because there's going to be a time because God has been saying there's going to be a great silence. That means we're not going to have radio. We're not going to have, TV, we're not going to have, you know, internet. 
So if we're not hearing these voices that encourage us every day, then how do we get our joy? How do we get our peace? By having a relationship with God. So I tell everybody, don't count on me. You count on God because God's the one who gives it to me to get to you because it's all God. I can't do anything without him. I was a broken, depressed, fearful person, suicidal. I couldn't do anything without God. So the whole point is, it's having our relationship with him. That's what gets us over what's going on in the world today. And so that's what I would tell all of your viewers. Be prepared. Pray. Ask God. If he wants you to stockpile a whole bunch of stuff, stockpile a whole bunch of stuff. God is your provider. But remember, the woman with the oil, God is the God of multiplication. The woman with the woman with the flower, again, God is the God of multiplication. Yeah. I have seen uh, oil replenish and refill itself twice in my life. And wow. at some of these events, I literally watched the bottle that we were laying hands on people. We were pouring it over some people's heads. We were putting it on people's, uh, we were putting it on. We were slathering all of our hands. And I watched that oil refill over and over in my own hand. In wow. Hand. It was undeniable. And I kept saying, Lord, what is going on? What is going on? And I got the question. And he said, Julie, if I did it in my word, I'm the same God. Why would I not do it again? Yes. It was the days of Elijah. And he said, I am that God. I'm still that God. Jesus was Jesus, the first miracle in his ministry, where he turned water into wine. That was God. And so God's a God of multiplication. He's a God that provides, just like with manna in the wilderness. We are not going to be without, but our enemies have tried so desperately. To get people thinking, oh my gosh, shortages, oh my goodness, all these things are uh, going to go up. Inflation is crazy because it's going on in our country too with gas prices and everything else is going the skyrocketing. Grocery stores, the prices of everything, it's insane. I mean, we have inflation, I don't think I've ever since my life. Mm-hmm. So guess what? But that is that is a tactic of war. Yeah, it's fear. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not fearful at all. Yeah. I'm just yeah. getting a bit, I've been a bit low getting fed up with it all now. Like, okay, like. Just give just, just, just a little bit. God wants you to get fed up. It's that righteous indignation. Remember it says in uh, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 30, he, he said, vengeance is mine. Retribution and the men out in full justice rests with me. I will compensate. I will restore what's been, what's been taken. So God is saying, yeah, vengeance is mine. Get mad. Have that righteous indignation. Don't get to the point where you're hating people. Get to the point where you're saying, okay, Lord, I'm just fed up. I, you said in your word that you supply my every need. I just want to thank you. God just wants us to get to the point where we're uncomfortable. I want the children children issue fully explode. You know, we've been waiting for the, you know, we were told before Trump even became president that you'll be in jail, Hillary. You know, that that famous, that famous bit. I'm in no doubt that that is going to happen. There's no doubt things have been dealt with already, but it's the exposure of the children. This mm-hmm. needs to come out. People need to understand. And we've already had, past, there are more children who are getting abused. We've already had a lot of um, trafficking in this country. Because That's why I'm saying it's starting to come out. Oh, it is. And God said it's going to. He is going to destroy. Now, this is a, a worldwide problem. Yeah. Worldwide. They've been doing this for years and years and years and years. You got to think, even in the Bible, with what did Pharaoh do to the kids? He killed them. They're doing other things with them. They're selling them, and they're doing things I won't even talk about because of how heinous it is. But that's the reason why it's so important for us 
as children of Almighty God, if we can't fight for ourselves, we need to fight for those children who are being abused, who are being sold, who are being manipulated, who are being killed, and all these other heinous, disgusting, evil, malicious things that these people are doing for themselves. The bring them down fully. Their children, oh, yeah. you know, as much as their corruption and their lying and their extortion, everything else, the one thing I pray and I know that people will not stand is the children. And it's like, I understand it has to be de- dealt with s- slowly and carefully for people to accept it. But, oh, could they go any slower? There, there are things, and the Lord says we can't go by how things appear to be. That's there true. are things going on behind the scenes right now as we're speaking yeah. where there are arrests being made. And I have had a lot of these different prophetic words. I've had people say, how does she know these things? I don't. I don't personally know. I know what God is saying. But there are just, there is justice happening under the radar when we don't know about it. Because obviously the media is not going to tell us. So there are things going on. The people, the children are going to be saved. And one thing that he said about the children before I go, one thing that he said was, he was not only going to free them, but he was going to restore everything that's been stolen. He was going to make them whole, just like the people in the land of Goshen. They didn't come out broken. They didn't come out wounded. They didn't come out enslaved. They were completely freed. And so when he's freeing these children, he's going to free their mind, their souls. He's going to free their bodies. He's going to free them from the hands of the wicked. And so what we have to do is keep our eyes focused. God knows exactly what these people are doing. And God is a God of vengeance. He's a God of justice. He is a God. He's a judge over all the earth. He had to have these things happen. Yes. So we would know what things were going on. How? Because like in our country, we had no idea. I mean, we were oblivious to a lot of things that were going on because we thought, oh, we live in a free country. We weren't free. There were things going on in our own government for 100 years. We had no idea what was going on until... Our rightful president came up in 2016 and they started exposing the deep state and started exposing all these heinous things that have been going on in our own country that we, in this country, this illegitimate government and all these governments before that were helping other countries do all these heinous things that we had no idea what was going on. And so it does take those dark times sometimes to let us wake up and realize there is more going on than we knew about. And God wants us to stand up and say, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to get quit, no matter how dark, no matter how impossible. God, you are bigger than this. You are going to destroy them. You are going to remove them all. You are going to free those children. You are going to free these nations. And we just hold on to the fact because you're truth. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to completely keep our focus on him, no matter how bad it seems every day. If you hear of an impossible situation, you hear something horrifying, you hear something horrible, you say, but God, God said in his word, God said this in his word. He said this in his word and keep reminding yourself of that. And that will give you peace and rest. I have so much peace. I have so much rest. No matter how horrible things are going on all around the world, I just have this peace because I know that he is going to take care of it all. Green, thank you so much. I've kept you so much longer and God bless you for that. Have a wonderful day. And I do hope we can do this again. Um, yes. Fascinating. And thank you. We are so grateful for you. You have got a huge following here in the UK. And um, one day, hopefully you can come and visit us. And um, I would love to. Fabulous. 
Well, thank you so much, Julie. And uh, Julie, was JGM Ministries? Is this JGM. It? Yes, jgminternational.org. That is our website. So you can reach out to us with prayer requests, praise reports. You can reach out. You can look up prophecies. No matter whether we have a blog that we have decrees and declarations and marching orders that God has given us through his prophetic words, anything to encourage you. So just want to say, I hope to, I hope, and I know, no, I don't hope. I know that someday we're going to meet each other and someday I'm going to be over there someday, very soon, hopefully. And um, because you know what? God is a God over all the earth. And I just can't wait to see people's faces. I can't wait to see people and just give them a hug. It's going to be biblical. It's going to be biblical. I, and I have no doubt of that. So I could carry on for hours now. So I'm going to stop and let you have a wonderful day. And we'll send this over. We're going to play out with uh, Crowder, Crushing Snakes. Praise the oh, my favorite song. Same. <laughs> uh, yes, I just have another live show where I'd stay on a little bit longer. So I just want to say you guys have been a blessing. I just want to thank you. God bless you. And just know we are praying for you here. God bless you, Julie. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. That was the incredible Judy Green. I'm all goose pimply and feel so humbled that she came on the show. Um, hopefully she'll come back. Hopefully I didn't waffle too much. Um, I probably did. But yeah, amazing. And a few words for PCP Wales there and a prayer. So I've kind of got out of my glumness. I've been a right miserable old cow for the last couple of days. And um, she's incredible. And she speaks to God. So she's a lovely lady. Anyway, go and check her out. Just to remind everyone, this is probably the last show on Mixcloud. They want us to pay. We can't afford to do that. Check us out on the website, libertytactics.co.uk, or search Liberty Tactics on Apple iTunes and Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other streaming platforms. I'll be back probably tomorrow with darling Catherine and I'm going off now to listen to Rick's show with Darren. On that note, libertytactics.co.uk. If you want to support us, please do, but I'd rather you go and support publicchildprotectionwales.org. We're not afraid Terrors all night There was a fly by